0: I'm Paul Wiegraff, Director of the Delaware Division of the Arts, and your host for today. Joining me today remotely is a montage of faces I'm looking at on my Zoom screen. looks like a senior yearbook picture and <laughs> a senior yearbook page in a, a yearbook. Uh, joining me today are Sheila Ross from the Delaware Division of the Arts and the Poetry Out Loud uh, uh, Master Coordinator for the Division. Joanne Bellingit, the Poetry Out Loud state coordinator, current poetry teaching artist, and former poet laureate for the state of Delaware. From Sanford School is Brianna McCoy, English Chair and Instructor of English in the high school there, the upper school. And the reigning Poetry Out Loud state champion from Sanford School, Camille Decker, now a freshman at the Rochester Institute of Technology. And last but not least, James Weiler, English instructor at Woodbridge High School and past adjudicator of the Poetry Out Loud finals. Glad to have you all with us. Uh, You'll all be chiming into the conversation at some point, but I thought I'd start with Sheila Ross. Sheila, could you give our listeners a little bit of background about the Poetry Out Loud program?
1: Sure, Paul. So Poetry Out Loud is a national arts education program, and it encourages the study of great poetry by offering free educational materials and a dynamic recitation competition for high school students across the country. And what this program does is it helps students master public speaking skills, it builds self-confidence, and it helps students learn about literary history and contemporary life. Um, Poetry Out Loud is a partnership of the National Endowment for the Arts, the Poetry Foundation, and the state and jurisdictional arts agencies. Um, Poetry Out Loud has been offered for 16, we're in our 16th year, since 2005, Portrait Out Loud has grown to reach more than 4 million students, 65,000 teachers from over 16,000 schools in every state, District of Columbia, Puerto Rico, and U.S. Virgin Islands, Guam and American Samoa. And so if you're interested in participating in this official program, of course, please contact us at the Delaware Division of the Arts. Uh, I just want to go into what what is in it for you outside of you know the the learning and the rich education of poetry is each winner at the state level will receive $200 and compete in the national finals the state winners school receives $500 for the purchase of poetry materials the first runner-up in each state will receive $100 with 200 for their school And at the national finals, a total of $50,000 in awards and school stipends is awarded
0: annually. What's the website that people can get more information about Poetry Out Loud?
1: Well, if they want information on Poetry Out Loud in general, you can go to poetryoutloud.org. That is the national website, and it has everything on it that you would ever want to know about Poetry Out Loud. And of course, to register, particularly in Delaware, you would go to arts.delaware.gov backslash poetry slash poetry-out-loud backslash.
0: Thanks. This uh, Poetry aloud you mentioned has been going on for 16 years. This year is going to look quite different in how it's conducted. In past years, we've had live uh, state championships and at times uh, semifinals semi in a, a live competition. Uh, but we'll get to that a little later in our conversation. I'd like to turn now to Joanne Belenga, the former poet laureate of Delaware and our state uh, coordinator for Poetry Out Loud. Joanne, talk a little bit, as a poet, talk a little bit uh, more generally about poetry in written form and the value of having it in oral form, because that's what this is about. It's about reciting poetry out loud.
2: Yeah, that's exactly what this program is about. And um, every year that I've been um, connected with this program, I think I first saw um, students perform in 06. So a year after it started, I've been so amazed at the dynam- dynamism of seeing in hearing poetry performed out loud on the stage. So I could love a poem on the page, but I don't really understand why I was so moved by it until I hear it um, out loud. And um, it's a mysterious thing perhaps, but it's also a scientific thing. And it's also a literary thing that, you know, words have designations, but they also have, Emotional associations that we um, imbue them with. So, you know, when you hear the poem on the stage and um, in its complete associative oral and musical and, um, you know, definition and, you know, textbook meaning all rolled into one, those words um, are actually turning on your emotional receptors in a way that that don't happen when you just read them on the page in a a more intellectual way. So, you know, it's just a a very dynamic program. So it takes poetry from um, what students may think is a a textbook subject to a a performance um, and a, a, a dynamic understanding of, of uh, the art. So I, I think it just gives students a, an entrance into why has this art form been venerated mm-hmm. from ancient times and so beloved now, for example, after um, 9-11, why were their poems plastered throughout New York City in amongst the, the, the wanted posters and, and the flyers looking for people. Why, why did spoken word have a renaissance? And it's because the, the, the words of the poem come together to move you um, in an emotional way. And, and I think for students, sometimes that's just easier for that to happen out loud than it is on the page. Such a good introduction to why we love poetry.
0: And I, I think, as a former history teacher, I, I have to think that anthropologists would pretty much agree that the spoken word in oral form predates the writing of poetry. Oh, that sure. Much, you know that that much of what was passed down tradi- in tradition orally was through poetry, through rhyming, and 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 even in growing up today as young children, they they learn poetry. Orally before they learn written poetry, so it, I mean it is it's sort of ingrained in our in our culture.
2: Yeah, and if you think about um, pop music too, like I grew up um, knowing all the world words. I'm going to date myself to all the Beatles songs. Um, perhaps that was one of my first introductions to poetry. So this is a memorization, a recitation contest. But but when you think about it. Um, Students, teachers, old people like me, we have reels and reels and reels of um, lyrics uh-huh. and verses and poems that we know by heart in our heads. So, I mean, learning a poem by heart and performing it is really such a natural um, continuation of our love of um, music, um, which is such a huge part of contemporary life.
0: Uh-huh. James, I'm going to turn to you now, uh, James Weiler, uh, English instructor from Woodbridge High School. Your involvement in Poetry Out Loud as adjudicator, uh, but I, I want to turn first, just as an English instructor, where does poetry fit into the the realm of language arts, which I know you're you're intimately involved in?
3: Yeah, well, that's a great question, Paul. So. I mean, if we're talking just looking at the Common Core State Standards, there's nothing that explicitly mentions poetry, but there is a lot of literature emphasized. And so I would say that uh, where poetry fits is that it enriches literary and performance skills that are evident, but not necessarily emphasized in curricula. And so that's why the the Poetry Out Loud program particularly, again, it's really nice for it to to have that emphasis. Um, Like uh, Joanne mentioned, where poetry is often a textbook subject not to devalue textbook subjects, but to suggest that, you know, that study is incomplete. I think Poetry Out Loud really occupies that that second dimension and allows students, again, to understand the performance aspect and to understand uh, the meaning and the intent behind just words written on a page. Um, and again, that's not necessarily explicitly in, say, our, our state's common and, and the country's common core state standards, but it, it's just as valuable. Um, and, uh, and and yeah, that's that's kind of where it
0: is. Now I, I'm going to toss this question out to you as as a past adjudicator, and I know Joanne and I have had interesting conversations about this. She comes at poetry as a uh, poetry recitation as a poet. I come to poetry recitation as a theater artist. So we we have some pretty interesting discussions about that. As an adjudicator, how do you balance that? You know. Poetry recitation is a performance art, but not necessarily theater, per se. So as an adjudicator, how do you balance those two?
3: Yeah, that's a fantastic question. And I'll give uh, kudos to Sheila because she gives excellent guidelines on, on just how to do what, what you asked, Paul. So I first read read the poem, understand the intent, do the, as Joanne said, the textbook study, Right. And then when you're actually as an adjudicator, you take in the performance as it's performed. It's almost like you take in the experience and with the context of understanding what the original intent was, what the language decisions are, you can kind of meld as best as you can as a, as a person and as an adjudicator. You can meld both the textbook study and the performance as an experience together and produce a really nice evaluation.
0: That's Great. That's great. Brianna, I'm going to come to you now, but let me first remind our listeners that you are tuned into Delaware State of the Arts here on News Radio 1450 WILM and 1410 WDOV. Joining me in the studio, not in the studio, but by Zoom, is a host of people participating in Poetry Out Loud or having participated. Turning now to Brianna McCoy, English Chair and Instructor at Sanford School. Uh, Brianna, your, your school produced the uh, reigning poetry champion, Camille Decker, who we'll get to in a minute. Uh, talk a little bit about how you integrate that program into what you do and how it works at the school level for listeners who are kind of trying to envision how, you know, how, how does this happen?
4: So for us at Sanford School, Poetry Out Loud is a pretty big piece of each English class. Every student participates tonight, 10th, 11th, and 12th grade, um, which really gives us a lot of opportunity for students to grow as performers. Um, Camille happened to also win um, for our school's competition uh, for sophomore year as well, but due to weather, (laughs) basically didn't make it to the um, state competition. And uh, I think one of the things that's so great is that it really is a community effort here at Stanford. We have guest judges from all different departments. And, you know, I think I always feel a little inauthentic as Camille's teacher, like as the teacher of the student who won, because I was such a small piece of that. Obviously, Camille is the biggest piece of that. But the Sanford community contributed to that. She's done this in every English class. She's part of our um, SRTC, our Sanford Repertory Theory Company. All of the, all of her peers who went to support her and who did, you know, peer consulting with her. Joanne came and met with her. I just think it's such a I think one of the beautiful things about it is it is such a community effort, and I teach primarily seniors, and one thing that I see, we're actually doing it right now in our classes, is my students always have to a letter to me, a note to me, a paragraph about why they've selected their poem, and the ones that get turned in as seniors, students say things like, ah, I kind of just picked one at random in ninth and tenth grade, and I thought maybe it was time to, you know, really participate, and I found this poem that just It connects to this piece of me and so to see them grow through it as they're increasingly exposed and to see students like stand up and cheer for our poetry performances um, when we do a big group competition is it's just really heartwarming to see students get so involved in something that always starts at the beginning of ninth grade with them dragging their feet like no don't make me and then by senior year they're like so wins poetry out loud this is happening great thank you
0: People ask, "How can you compete with poetry?" Well, it was it was a sport in the ancient Greek Olympics. So <laughs> I guess they figured out a way to do it. Camille, let's turn to you. Uh, Brianna talked about uh, the the students selecting their poems and having to provide a justification. Uh, you've pr- you participated a couple of times, a few different years. What sort of considerations do you take into account in selecting your poems and Where did you draw them
5: from? (laughs) Well, as I mostly tell everybody who asks that, um, I will admit the biggest way I choose my poems or the first step is by picking a random letter. I pick a random letter out of the alphabet and I go there, but from then on it does become a little bit more involved. Um, I will say, kind of on the topic that you were talking about, um, about coming from post-poetry recitation from the poet perspective or the, uh, you know, the theater perspective. Mm -hmm. Um, as, as, uh, as Ms. Mail was saying, (laughs) I do a lot of theater, so I tended towards poems that did not, um, that didn't rhyme. I tended towards things that were more free verse, things that I could connect to more of a monologue sense, because in that way, I could play to what I knew my strengths were. Um, that being said, I... This year especially, I tried to think about something that would um, incorporate more of a um, poetic recitation. Uh, something uh, with a bit more of a beat. A bit more of a rhythm to it. Because I wanted to like explore that and explore how that was different from... Uh, a more monologue type of piece, um, but content-wise, I I'm not that uh, specific about it. I'm not that specific of like what I want my poem to be about. Um, I focus a lot more on the word usage and the rhythms that I see.
0: Where is is there? A, talk about the list of poems that you're, you you <laughs> select from.
5: It is a huge database that has, um, you can, I mean, you can select a letter from A to Z. Um, You can also select, it changed recently, my, just last year, the database changed. Um, You can also, so now you can select, like, content, like, types of poems you want to look at. um, And, like, groups of types of poems. It's this very big it's a lot. It's overwhelming. That's why I started by picking a letter. It just made it easier.
0: And the database is available to our listeners at poetryfoundation.org, correct, Sheila? Yeah. So yeah, it's so. It's, uh, I mean, if you want to read a poem a day, you can go to poetryfoundation.org and you know follow Camille's uh, lead and just take take a letter from the alphabet and pick a poem. Or you know you can find a poet. Uh, Talk a little bit about the range of poems, the styles of poems.
5: Mm, Yes, there are, I mean, again, it's a huge database. You have everything from poems that are pages long. You have poems that are just a few lines. You have poems that are completely free verse and have no rhyme scheme whatsoever and not a consistent sense of, um, you know, uh, beat... Um, then you also have ones that are, uh, very focused on having a specific beat and who have very specific rhyme schemes. Um, who take that more classic, what you- what people usually think of as a poem, you know? Um, but- and then, uh, content-wise, you have things that are, like, you have very sweet, very happy, bubbly poems. There are also a lot of poems that get pretty dark. Um, so really, in like every which direction and every axis you can think of, there is every type of poem that.
0: Great, thanks. James, I'm going to jump to you now. Uh, quick question, as, as a past adjudicator, what did you always find to be the most challenging aspect of adjudicating poetry recitation?
3: Wow, that's a great question. Um... I think taking in, okay, so when you adjudicate or really when you, when you view any performance in and out of poetry, you take the experience as a whole and that's significant, but as an adjudicator, it's also important to recognize the elements within the whole performance. And sometimes the performances like Camille's are so engaging that it's very difficult to separate myself from the viewer to the, the evaluator, right? And uh, so I think that is, is simultaneously absorbing the poem as a whole while also recognizing and evaluating, to a very, very fine degree, the elements.
0: Sheila, turn, oh. turning to you in the last couple minutes here, uh, Camille and we as the state of Delaware were fortunate to be able to wrap up our state competition last year, just uh, I think a week before COVID struck, a couple weeks before COVID struck some states weren't so fortunate. They weren't able to have their state finals. This year is going to look quite different. Let's uh, wrap up the show by talking a little bit about how this year is going to look different.
1: Yes, well, first and foremost, I have to give credit where credit is due to my partner in Poetry Out Loud for, gosh, almost 12 years now, Joanne Belinga. She was our state poet laureate now she's our former state poet laureate and she was instrumental in, you know working with adjudicators and working with teachers to help them just understand about poetry because as James said a lot of a lot of poetry wasn't included in the ELA curriculum. So this year Joanne will be joining us as an experienced poetry teaching artist and so that shifts me into what we will be doing this year. This year, so Poetry Out Loud in any given year can be conducted virtually or in person. And, mo- and more often than not, it was in person. Um, the program starts at the classroom level and we would have um, Joanne go into the classroom and help the teachers where they needed it or give them assistance or give them workshops or what- whatever. Um, after a school, you know, had their competition and selected their winner. Then their winner would come to the state finals. And then of course our state winner would represent us nationally. So due to COVID restrictions this year, placed on schools, placed on teaching artists' ability to get in the schools, et cetera. Um, poetry Out Loud is gonna be done virtually. And so experienced poetry teaching artists are gonna be going, um, doing class um, presentations by Zoom. And we'll be doing it in classroom blocks and working with the poetry curriculum and the students that the teachers make available online for us. And we will be doing that in the form of artist residencies. And so we're hoping that that'll work for the good of all,
0: for sure. Well, thanks so much, all of you, for joining us today. Again, Sheila Ross from the Division of the Arts, former Poet Laureate and Save Poetry Out Loud coordinator, Joanne Belanget from Woodbridge High School, James Weiler, and from Sanford School, Camille Decker and Brianna McCoy. It's been a delight chatting with all of you. Uh, stay safe, and uh, for our listeners, check out arts.delaware.gov and look up Poetry Out Loud just to learn more about the program. Thanks
1: so much for joining us.